Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Listening to Jazz. So today I am specifically going to be talking to single women. So um, if you're new to listening to jazz, listening to my podcast, uh, first I want to say welcome. And then um, second, I definitely want to encourage you to listen to um, my episode on single women. And I forget what the actual uh, title is, but when I say that's the most listened to episode that I have, it is. Um, (laughs) And I have yet to top that one, not that I'm trying to, but uh, today I do want to specifically have this episode dedicated to my single women. And I, (laughs) I don't even know what I did that episode, but basically, uh, I did that episode a couple of years ago, and somehow today I'm still a single woman, and I don't say that um, with shame. I say that most of my greatest accomplishments have been done as a single woman, and maybe that says something about the relationships I've had. So today, uh, I'm definitely talking to you about an important subject um, for single women because I think me now at this age, I'm definitely uh, looking into this uh, subject. So, (laughs) and I don't even think I was then. I think I was just now starting to get on, hit the hammer on uh, the nail with the hammer, but I think now I'm like pounding that nail with the hammer. So today I want to talk about caliber of men. (laughs) And it's weird because I think I've always, like not always, within the last two years, I've always talked about this subject, but I didn't know what it was specifically called or anything like that. So today, or basically I heard this topic on uh, a movie I watched. (laughs) And it's so weird. It was uh it was a movie, but anyway, so she it was a mom, she was telling her daughter that this specific school that she was enrolled in was going to affect her caliber of men in the future. So basically this um girl, this teenager was a she was going to a prep school and she was like, I don't wanna go here. So the prep school um, the mom was telling her, like, this is going to affect you, um, your caliber of men when you get to college, because you're going to a good college. <laughs> so and I was like, what caliber of men? I don't No one's ever taught me about that. So if you haven't heard of that, um, or just the idea, the phrase or anything like that, I'm going to school you on this today, because I was, I was like, okay, Basically, this is what I've been doing, but uh, now it's finally into play. So basically, um, when I say caliber of men, uh, it means being associate. Well, your your um, identity um, that persuades men can be associated with a person, a place, or a thing that basically affects the type of men you're connected to. It's not saying that you're going to be dating them or married to them or anything like that, but just 
your connection to them. So, yeah, so uh, when I heard this phrase, I was like, okay, what what can I take this on? What can I do with this? So, um, basically, uh, my notes say um, that, you know, a connection to your caliber of men can be good or bad. I'll say, and I wrote down... Um, drugs, education, a specific recreational club, if you go out, a specific job, stuff like that. So, and one example that I, um, I'll um i use is, is education. So, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't care about whether the men I dated had education or not. I really was open-minded. So, basically, yeah, so basically I dated um not with the idea of they have to be educated. And before um before this, I would say um 19 well really 18 well yeah, 18 on uh up, oh yeah, 18 on up until like 26 is the gap that I really was like I don't care about education. Um, and now I definitely do. Uh, so basically, um, I'm, I have this correlation to the fact that men who, who didn't have a education weren't as disciplined. And me and my, um, homegirl was talking about this, um, and she actually does hiring for jobs. So she looks at like people who don't have degrees versus the ones that do. And we made the same connection. For me, I felt like there was a lack of discipline with people who didn't go to college or, you know, and this is specifically from, from my own, um, my own observation, just dating men with degrees versus the ones that didn't. So the ones that didn't, they, you know, they were more carefree. They, um, didn't really care about certain things. There was a lack of discipline, getting up, going to work, um, and their life really reflected it. And then um, the guys who did have degrees, there were um, there was a level of discipline and their job perspectives were very different. So um, that was just my own <laughs> observation. Um, yeah, and then so, and not that there was anything wrong with um, and without degrees, that was just beneath my caliber. Because for me, I noticed that the men who didn't have degrees or, you know, education, whatever you want to call it, they were going after the women who did. You know, they wanted a woman who was a nurse or, you know, had this prestigious job and they really didn't. So um, it made me, you know, really reflect and pay attention to, you know, wh- why do I feel like I have to settle, you know, when certain men don't and I've had this conversation with uh different men as well they their caliber of women is very high <laughs> when their own you know what they bring to the table is very low um so yeah um and then basically uh what triggered this you know concept of caliber of men for me was just being aware um i would say that was the first thing um you see how i got to you know really paying attention to the type of 
men I was dating and the ones that, um, you know, I gave more time to. I really was paying attention uh, to my own dating life. Uh, and I did that fairly young. I did that maybe, what age? Yeah, like 21 was, or yeah, 21, 22 was really when I was like, what type of men do I keep running into that I keep dating? And what does it say about me? Like, of course, uh, I was one of those people that was like, oh, I just, you know, it's there's no connection. It's just these type of men show up or, I, you know, it's nothing that I'm doing. But then I really... Like up to the after that, I was like, no, I really have to pay attention to what energy I'm giving off. What is it that I'm finding acceptable? <laughs> and what is it that, you know, is what's the disconnect between, you know, allowing s- certain men to continue to treat me less than what I think I deserve? Um, so when it came to awareness, that was really when I was really like paying attention to what what do I deserve as well like I know I'm a single woman uh or a, you know a good a woman in general but what what is it that I feel like I deserve or what um yeah what is my expectations or standards for dating um and they have really changed uh, <laughs> and I I'll, I'll elaborate more because um yeah I'll elaborate more and then I w- when I was in this awareness phase, I really was paying attention to what they get from me and what um, I'm getting from them. So I wrote down, <laughs> um, oh, and yeah, awareness was really important, but my those things didn't change until I started changing how I viewed myself. Um, and I'll, I'll say it was the women around me that really, 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 um, sparked some type of uncomfortableness in my world. And uh, I say that in a good and a bad way because it it was good because they set the standard for what I didn't have for my life, um, as far as marriage and, and, uh, dating and things like that. They really set the standard for me when it came to that. I didn't, I didn't even have a standard or anything. I'm sorry, turning the air, but I didn't have a standard. I was like, okay, whoever shows up, we date and that's it. Like, of course, you know, I had marriage in mind, but no one really to teach me what a man does if he wants to marry you. Those were the disconnect. So I had friends that were getting engaged. They were, um, you know, getting married and, you know, there, and I, if you haven't listened to listen to my episodes in the past, I did make a huge, um, decision. I'll call it that when I was younger and I didn't recognize the, the concept of what a, a, what a good marriage was. So these were women around me that actually showed me like what a spiritual marriage, what a true emotional connection comes with someone wanting to marry you and, you know, spend the rest of their life with you. So I do appreciate the women around me (laughs) that showed me that, but it was also very uncomfortable. It was very, very uncomfortable because, 
one, I thought I knew everything <laughs> there is about dating and stuff. Uh, so, um, I, you know, I didn't even realize that there was a bit of envy and jealousy and it takes, I'm admitting it now, but it took a lot of spending time with me and, and really getting to the nitty, nitty gritty. So yeah, when there was, um, jealousy or envy, um, I was like, what's going on with that? And it was because I felt like I, I wasn't as deserving to receive the exact same things that they did thought that they did everything right and this and that and, you know it was a lot of a lot of stuff but when it came, all came down to it it was really about me and um what I was accepting and what I you know how I viewed myself um and everything so a lot of uh, my choices when it came to my low caliber of men uh and I I said low caliber because I accepted like <laughs> I look back now, the whole um, book that I wrote was about my low, my experience with low caliber men. And it was because I really saw myself very low. Um, But basically, I I, like there wasn't a lot of honesty. There was a lot. And I say infidelity. There were, um, you know, just a lot of things that now when I look at a high caliber man, that's very unacceptable. (laughs) Um, so basically to get to that point of getting out of that low caliber mind space was to really look in the mirror. And I say, look at who, who I am and what I bring to the table. And that's, (laughs) that's easier said than done. Cause I really had a very different perception of who I was. Um, and it, or it was a mis, misconstrued concept of who I was. So basically, um, I thought that I was very, you know, dramatic and, um, I just had a negative, um, view of myself that I, that I, that wasn't true or, you know, it doesn't always, uh, I shouldn't always see myself like that. So I really thought that, um, you know, there wasn't anything about me that, was deserving of a long-term commitment or, you know, to treat me right or anything like that. So I acted, you know, like that in my relationships. I, um, you know, I tried to keep relationships with low caliber men, um, you know, and try, and I really was like thinking I was very happy in those relationships. And looking back, I was just, you know, going with the flow. So, yeah, when I really started to change how I saw myself, um, that's when I really was like, okay, we can talk about the long list of your deficits, Jazz. We can talk about, you know, how you're quick to, um, <laughs> cut, you know, cut somebody out. You're, you know, I knew all of the things about me that, you know, were not even, you know, true. They were just associations with me or just how I saw myself. Um, and it could have been through other people's lenses, you know, childhood, um, just being a teenager. I thought I was a rebel, like, um, you know, now I'm like, I'm a rebel, but I'm a respectful rebel, you know. So um, that's when I really was starting to look at the good things that I brought to the table. I got past the, you know, you're this and that. I got forward to being like, no, no matter how you are, Jazz, they always come back and you're you're giving them a sense of something 
Um, and, um, yeah, I realized that I was giving off a sense of security. Like there was, you know, they didn't have to worry about anything with me, whether it be money or, you know, cheating or anything like that. I was giving off, um, loyalty, um, you know, a sense of safety, I will say, because men do want that. They want, a sense of home, someone that's going to be there for them and to, you know, um, just be their safety uh, blanket. <laughs> and I, I really was that for a majority of my relationships. Not that I'm super duper proud of that, but it makes me realize that I do give give something of value to other people. Um, yeah, and I, I'll never forget because I was, I was young in this um, she was an older woman. She was very attractive. She was, um, you know, she seemed very intelligent. So she was like, you're, you're so meek. It was one of uh, the guys I was dating, his, his brother's girlfriend, but we were like, it was just us too. So she was like, you're very meek. You're, um, you know, you, you give off a sexiness that's, um, quiet, but, you know, you assertive at the same time. And I was like, what? Um, and I, she said that to me when I was very young and I, I don't even think I appreciated it then. I knew I was like quiet, but I didn't realize that that was a good thing. So, and she was like, you know, I'm loud. I say the first thing that comes to my mind and, you know, I you sometimes, you know, and she was just expressing it and I was like, okay, thank you. And then now I really get it. Like I do have a meekness about me that is quiet um but but I can assert you know my voice when necessary but it's a little compliments like that over the years that really have gotten me to say like okay you're not all bad um and I do encourage if you do have a negative view of yourself that it's not okay um and you should go to therapy or some you know try to revert that because I really was like I really really was thinking like that and that's why I kept getting men that brought that side out of me um and that's why and yeah I was a low caliber uh woman I don't want to say it like that but just I had a low self-esteem so I dated low caliber men um and then so another point um that really 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 helped to change my um world now is when I started looking at dating um is no different from other aspects of my life so um like I don't have a lot of low caliber friendships I don't have people around me that um you know, can disrespect me. I, I'm very strategic and, um, yeah, I care about who's around me. So, um, we think, and I, I used to separate that category when I was younger. I used to think, oh, how someone treats me at work is how they're going to treat me or it's different, but, um, at work versus home. No, I, (laughs) I've seen it like literally things blend together, like how, um, how you treat your friend is how you would treat your man. Like it's, it's no different. You know, the relationships might be different, like the type romantic versus friendship, but how you show up is almost the same. Uh, and 
I really got a lot of confirmation with most of the books that I've read. Um, it's like you want to separate. Oh, I, I'm this uh, way at home, and that I'm I come to work totally different. But how many times have we seen people bring their home stuff into work life? Like I've seen it, um, and I, I've seen it in a good way and a bad way. Um, I remember I worked with this um, lady. She was. You know, very she showed up very powerful and aggressive in her actual work life, but then at home she would show up very, um, you know, it was almost something was lacking at home. Uh, you know, her significant other might um, have. I don't get into people's personal. I don't know the details, but I heard, um, you know, just other things that were, um, maybe not as you know, giving her that much power at home. So that's what, you know, that's how we kind of show up. We show up maybe differently like we, but to me, I want all my relationships to reflect um, who I am in in an authentic way. Um, so I might have more boundaries at work, but I still want to show up who I am at home versus who I am at work. You know, I might be more loving to my significant other at home, but I want to still show up loving to my coworkers or people at work. So that's what I mean. Um, but I read this book, um, and it's, uh, called Sis Don't Settle. Um, and it's, uh, I, I can't remember her last name, but her, uh, Ooh, what is it? So basically while I'm looking up, the book so she in she, uh, her her bus her book sister settle is really like yeah you're my big sis because um <laughs> I had been settling okay um before then so her uh, name is Faith Jenkins and when I tell you like I just got a different perspective of dating um from her than I had ever did before then um yeah so basically she is a judge or a lawyer she's a judge now but she talks about her experience being um you know an attorney and in law school stuff like that but she was saying like you you can't be a high earning woman you know in the in the workforce and then be a low earning woman in the dating force or yeah the dating world so that wasn't her exact verbiage but that's what I got out of it um, she was saying, like, she just noticed a lot of women who had these, you know, prestigious careers and these successful jobs, but their, you know, love life is kind of, like, not as successful. And, yeah, it really, um, it really, really started um, owning into me of how, you know, what is it in my dating? And it was literally because I was settling. I was picking men that you know, I wasn't really proud of, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't proud of myself as well. So, um, yeah. And I liked, um, I was a control freak, just a lot of stuff. So, um, that was the one area that I was like, okay, if I get a guy that I can control, that's going to do everything right, then he's not going to hurt me. (laughs) That, that doesn't work. I'm here to tell you that does not work. You cannot control people's 
behavior. You can't control anything about another person. The only person you can control is yourself. So that's why I'm really a big advocate for, you know, working on yourself, using all that energy that you want to put out into other people, putting it into yourself, um, and then allow that to help you show up in your relationship. So basically, um, yeah, I, I started with that paying and I was always strategic when it came to dating, but I think at 26 was when, really when I was like, Jazz, you, like, I, my job was having me go to more five-star restaurants. Um, I was going to, um, my coworkers' houses who, you know, was in a, you know, a a nice neighborhood, you know, like it, you know, it was heated pools, stuff like that. So I really was like cautious about who I, you know, who I associate myself with so that if I did have things in my professional world that, that allowed me to bring a plus one, that I would be able to be proud of that. So, um, Yes, that that was an the another thing for me when I changed professionally, like when I started getting like now I'm finally getting into my career, but when I wasn't when I was more so cautious about who I was bringing versus just having anybody show up, that's when I like that's really when I um I things started changing uh as well for me. So, um there's this, you know, well, a term that me and my sister like to say, like, you can't just bring anybody to the cookout. And you know how it is with, I don't know, with your family, but my family, we're pretty small and close niche. But um, I, <laughs> I'm i very cautious about who I bring to the picnic because I don't want um, anyone to just show up on on my arm and vice versa because I know when I've met, you know, guys' families, it was like, oh, you know, it felt like they were like, I was their trophy wife. I'm, They're showing me off. But then when it came to, you know, my family and who, you know, who I was going to bring, it was like, um, you know, I wasn't as like cautious about that. It's not just a man thing. I, I think that that's another big thing for me. I wasn't so like, well, you know, I'm making a good impression on his family, but is he making one on mine? Like, I w- I'm that girl now. Like, I don't want my aunties and people showing up and pulling me to the side about who who I'd have brought to the to the family uh, uh, picnic. So, yeah, and I'll never forget. It was uh, I went to a housewarming and um, for this lady I um, know and uh, a two women or whoever, two people behind me, um, they were saying like, uh, you know, this, um, house going up smelling like weed and black, black and mouths. And I was like, what? You know, I didn't say anything to them, but it was just like, is she rude or is she right? (laughs) Um, and I was like, wow. Like if other people can see like, you know, what's going on with, um, your dating situation, then, you should be the the most um you know aware of that and um yeah and if you didn't get that basically she was trying to insinuate that because of the guy she you know was dating 
he was going to make the house have a certain smell. Um, not that she was right, you know, who knows, but I, I don't want that perception of who I'm dating to be like at least a first impression. Like I don't, and other, uh, another fact is other people, it's none of their business, but I know people are going to have their opinions, but I would rather it be like, you know, a good opinion. Um, and whatever we do in private that, you know, you don't need to just insinuate that and be right. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm very, I'm, um, I'm very aware when it comes to who I want to show up with me instead of just bringing just any, any old Tom, Dick or Harry. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, and with that, I started taking myself seriously. I, I don't think I took myself as serious when it came to dating. I was just, I literally had that mindset like, oh, just anybody can show up, you know. And now I'm like, yeah, anybody can show up, but who who gets the honor of being beside me? Cause I, and, and that changed, you know, that was going along with how how I saw myself. I didn't see myself as anything great to stand beside and all this before, but now I definitely do. And it was um, when I started doing the work, that's when my life started reflecting it. Like, you know, the type of men that, you know, would pursue me, the type of job that I had, like the, it was, everything really started changing when I actually saw myself as worthy, um, you know, of goodness and respect and things like that. So yes. And I I took some notes, uh, (laughs) about how you actually get your caliber of men to change, Because, you know, they say you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. So um, if you can't change the men that you're dating, change the men you're dating. Uh, So uh, one of the one things that I did was trusting myself. Um, You know, once I changed how I saw myself, I really started to trust myself. And when I tell you that, that didn't come easy either. I I had to read them (laughs) book on that and just, you know, do a lot more self-talk. But um, one of the things I wrote in my notes is if it quacks like a duck, it, it is a duck. Um, there, You know, we try to um, see something in someone that might be a duck, but then we try to change it as a, to be a goose, you know. And that's what I did a lot. I dated a lot of men that Um, I might've saw the red flags or might've not wanted to, but I saw a lot of things that I didn't like in them, but instead of walking away or, you know, leaving, I tried to change them. I wanted to, you know, if he, he didn't have a job, I was going to be the woman to help him put in the application. Like that was the changes that I did that, um, you don't, if, you know, if you're, seeing those type of qualities in a man, you're going to be doing all of the work in a relationship too. So yeah, so um, yeah, I trusted myself. I didn't, you know, if I saw someone that was not of my caliber, you know, for me, this, the number one standard for me is you show up fully for yourself. Um, That's, that's one of the things that 
Um, that is my standard. You have to have your own car. You have to have your own place. You have to have a job, um, slash career. You have to have things that allow you to show up for you without anyone else being a part of not your mother, not your dad, not your family. You know, you can have people that want to support you, but showing up for you first, that's, that's the beginning standard for me. Like that's what you have to have to even get my phone number or get like a call back or anything. Um, and, and trust me, I, I, I used to think that I was just, Oh, you, you didn't know that. But a lot of women that I see don't think like that. And I'm saying women in their forties, like women, you know, older than me that, you know, they don't have that standard. So they're continuing, continuing to date, um, men that don't, you know, they don't have this, but they have that, um, and that, you know, it, it's rough when you're like, oh, he's got, you know, a good man part, meaning he's got something good in his pants, but he doesn't have a car. Like, that that was a childish mindset for me. Because um, for me, I have all of it. So I have a good lady part in a car, you know, so, you're, so I'm not going to settle for a man that just has this over the standard. Because I did. I definitely did. I mean, it, it didn't get me anything more than, you know, someone else who had all that, like it didn't, nothing changed. So yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, when you show, when you actually trust yourself and believe people for who they are, instead of trying to change, go off of potential, I think that's, you know, when you're moving past the fairy tale world, um, yeah, (laughs) yes you're living in la la land. So, um, another point for me was to look at, you know, uh, oh yeah. Another point when I was looking in, you know, la la land and stuff like that, I was leading with my insecurities. I was leading with a part of me that was broken. So I would attract broken men, you know, and that's why now when I, um, lead with my, my, uh, confidence, I lead with power. I lead with a sense of, you know, respect and honor that I get that in return. I get men that, you know, respect me and, you know, that see me as, um, you know, a woman of class and, uh, respect. Like I get that. Um, yeah. And one of my many observations is that, um, men, um, who are not in my caliber are fun times for me, basically. I don't know why, but it just happened like that. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grown and aware. So basically, um, I noticed that the men who, uh, didn't have their lives together, um, I only view them with short term, you know, I only view them in the short term, the here and now, the the type of person that's, oh, we're having a good time. Um, even if I trick my mind into thinking this could be forever, I literally saw it out as, oh, they were only in my life for a season. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, a man who is in my caliber, I see long-term Uh, in them. I see, you know, prospects of being a father, a husband. I see that whether they end up being that or not, I see that um, in men who are on my level. 
it's just it is what it is for me i've i've that's how my body reacts to them um that's how you know i see fatherly vibes um in them not that i'm you know none of them are older or anything just see you have that they have certain traits about them that exude you know confidence and power you know head of the household <laughs> vibes and then some men you know that weren't in my caliber they give life of the party vibe so yeah um in the same way how you know certain men want to you know you got the wife you got the the, the I'm not even going to use those terms but you know men they can put women in ca- in categories so I do that with men not intentionally but I just categorize men based on their caliber um and yeah um and Tayana Taylor, she said something that stood out to me. Um, she said, you got um, some people or some men who are water bottles and then you got some that are hot tea. And that's the same for like the top you men. You have some men and I, I don't engage in this water mentality anymore. But you have men that are, you know, they're they're cold and thirsty or cold and, you know, you want to just uh, slurp them down quick. And then you have other that take time to cool off that, you know, opening up is beautiful and, you know, you have to blow the tea before you drink it. So that's, <laughs> that's where I am. I'm more of the let's get to know you. Let me see who you are that like what type of man you are um outside of you know certain aspects so that's where I am and I think it is our job as a woman to know what type of man um you know each man you encounter is I think there's nothing wrong with that um, you know, because if you want to change your caliber of men, you have to at least be aware of the type of men um, you're encountering. So, uh, <laughs> and I'll use this example when I was younger. So when I was younger, I, I didn't consider men, I I got their number in the club. I didn't take them serious at all because I'm like, we're all there to look good and to have fun. So if I, you know, get your number you call me the next day I'm not gonna take it as oh he's looking for a wife I'm I'm thinking like you're wanting to hang out and have a fun time and best believe that's what they gave me so now when I'm um now if I do go out um I look at where I'm where where I'm at that you know um, when they give me their number or vice versa, like that's what I'm looking at. Like, are they looking at me as, you know, just a girl from the club with the nice whatever? Or are they looking at, or did, if I meet them at a museum or out, you know, with some friends and we're out, um, you know, at a nice restaurant, how are they looking at um, who they're giving their number to you know that's what I'm paying attention to when it comes to that because you have to like you really do um and I'm not oblivious like I used to be like oh he he said he's looking for love but he's look he's out at the club looking at you know it's if you're a woman and you're dating and you're you're oblivious to certain type of men and you're switching it like, oh, they're looking for love, but they're really not, then you're not doing yourself any justice by um 
helping you to pick good men, basically. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, and another point that I have, cause I, it's, and I think this is going to be another great listening, um, episode for my women. Cause when I was, um, in my water bottle mentality, I was thinking very scarce. Like I was like, that there's only enough, you know, how, uh, with the pandemic, everyone, was running out getting waters and all this. I literally had that mindset when I was younger, like, oh, um, you know, there's slim pickings out here. We got to get it while it's hot, um, you know, that type of mentality. And the older I get, the more I'm like, there's an abundance of good men. I tell myself, even if I'm not getting <laughs> uh, calls and texts like that, but I, I have an abundant mindset now. I think with abundance. I don't think that anything that I want is out of l- scarcity and lacking. Um, cause that, that's just, yeah, you're selling myself short. So now I really think with abundance, like, yes, the type of man I want exists. Um, you know, he's a hot commodity, but uh, you know, he's just for me. Um, there's, you know, uh, there's enough men to go around. Like I don't, think with that um there's not enough men to the women ratio anymore I don't think like that because uh, it's just you're gonna keep trying to get you know the best that you can get um you know very quickly and that's not how I want to live I don't want to rest love anymore so yeah so yeah so another point that i wrote is to guard your heart, but also guard your future. So who I am now is not who I, I mean, I thought I knew I was going to be this woman now, but, um, we're not the same. My needs are very different than they were back then. So, um, guarding my future was more important to, than guarding my heart. Like, my heart, uh, <laughs> luckily, it hasn't been broken in two or three years, but that didn't mean that, um, you know, I didn't experience some disappointment. So um, I guarded my heart, number one. I think that you're supposed to do that as, a, you know, another due diligence to yourself. If you're dating, your heart is... Um, very fragile, so you should keep it safe, even if you are in relationships, and just, you know, being aware of, um, you know, the love and all of that, but guarding my future was way, (laughs) that meant way more to me than guarding my heart, because I knew my heart was just, you know, I love, love, like, it, it was what it was, so when I could keep that in check, I knew that my future was going, it was, aligning to something, you know, past, oh, I love love. Like I, um, basically now my, the way my life is set up, I can't do certain things. Um, I can't be seen in certain places. So, um, if I'm dating someone that, you know, forces me to jeopardize my future, that's, that's more, um, that's more detrimental to me than you breaking my heart. Honestly, I can deal with the heartbreak, but can't deal with losing a job or, you know, getting kicked out of, uh, you know, I can't deal with that anymore. Um, so yeah, 
Um, and if you are young and you're thinking like, oh, I got uh, my heart broken, it'll never be healed. It will. Um, I thought the same way and I'm, I'm, I can't even count how many times I've got my heart broken. I'm still up on the love horse, um, you know, and I, I'm not going to give up on love, but my future and, you know, my career, my things like that, that, that is just as important as my heart. So, yes. Uh, and that, that goes along with the caliber of men. If I can't see you in my future if, or if you're affecting my future in a negative way, um, it's a no for me. I don't care, you know, how great the love and all of that. It's a no for me. Um, uh, and yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, I pay attention to the type of person I wanted to bring into my future. So if I could name an event right now, I I would say my, my granddad's birthday party or birthday dinner. Um, if I were to meet a man, um, would I be able to see him coming to my family, you know, around my family to my granddad's, you know, birthday dinner? This is an intimate family event, but could I see, like, this is something in the future, but I'm thinking like that, like, you know, and that goes with a lot of other events as well. Would I be able to bring you to a, you know, a work picnic or whatever. Like that's the idea and the mentality that I have and that I would want you to have. Um, yes. And then another way more, well, not way more, everything's important, but this is something that I'm so blessed that I, I became because basically I, um, getting uncomfortable with toxicity, that was another thing that helped me to improve or increase whatever you want to call it, my enhance my, um, caliber of men. Cause when I, and I'm not saying, um, oh yeah. So basically what I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> I get almost embarrassed and you know I I don't like when a man is toxic but and I I it says a lot because I used to feel like that was home and you know in my natural habitat and now I'm like if a man calls me out of my name or puts his hands on me or you know does something disrespectfully that I see as toxic then um I get uncomfortable and I, I respect a man that sees that in a woman as well. If, if there's something that I do that makes you uncomfortable um, and you see it's toxic, I, I f- want you to up and leave or whatever. I want that because that's what I want as well. Um, and I've had, <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, I've had a uh, good man, you know, say that they didn't want to talk to me or whatever because, Um, I said something, you know, that they didn't agree with or whatever, but I, you know, we left off on good terms. There was no cussing, no yelling, no disrespecting, no, I'm going to come to your house. Like it was none of that. And that's what I want. I I want a respectful, healthy relationship. Um, yeah. So once I let go of being toxic is a part of a relationship. That's when I really my caliber of men change. Um, I'll never forget the last time I was embarrassed 
Um, I was literally in my apartment on my way to work. I'm going to work. And, um, so, you know, someone I was dating was, you know, just trying to argue. It was a, it was a mess, but all this was going on before I went to work and one of the neighbors had walked by. It was just so embarrassing. Um, uh, and I'll never, I just didn't like that. I didn't like that. Um, you know, that you, you embarrassed me in my place of living. It was just totally disrespectful and, all of that, but I told myself that was the last time that anyone ever made me feel embarrassed when it for the sake of love or relationship, and I have yet to look back <laughs> um I have yet to look back i've um not had a situation like that that you know I felt embarrassed and that I needed to you know uh i didn't i'm I haven't had that, and I'm grateful because that showed me too my caliber of men is not a toxic man <laughs> anymore um so yes uh yeah, um, and then another point, and I'll end this after this one is getting to know the inner me um not the one on the dating application, you know how we on profiles and stuff, we want to make ourselves seem greater and, you know, more sexy or whatever on paper, you know, on internet. But I actually am getting to know me for me. You know, I'm pretty calm. I'm, I don't bark first. I don't yell at people first. I yell back. Don't get me wrong. I, if I feel disrespected, I might, you know, say something. But I'm usually not the first one to bark. Uh, so, you know, getting to know me, because I, I can say all day, I'm I'm this and that, but if I'm really not aligning with that, then, then I'm already doing something wrong. I'm attracting somebody that isn't who they say they are. So, yeah, that's another point to improving your caliber of men. Um, yes, and if anything that I've said triggered you to want to improve your caliber of men, I'm not sorry, because <laughs> uh, this is what, you know, happened for me when I was dating, or when I, yeah, when I was dating low caliber men, and I had women around me saying, oh no, that would never happen to me, <laughs> you know, they were like, what, it would, uh, should be not happening to me either, but it is, you know, but we have the power to change that. And it's not about control. It's it's literally about just improving how you see yourself so that you can um, get better because you deserve it. And it was people around me that told me that I deserved it even when I thought I didn't. So, yes. Yeah, so that is it for today. Thank you for listening.